Joe Show episode 85. Um, we weren't planning, I don't think we were planning on doing our Regent Predictions Part 2 so soon, but we, we really could not think of a series. I, I, I was racking my brain the last few days trying to think of a series of episode on the next Wednesday, which predictions, Regent Predictions Part 2, but nothing came to my head as per usual. Hit us up on Instagram, drop it in a comment. Send it to my email or whatever if you're email. <laughs> um, email. Idea for a new series. Um, on Tuesday, you'll get the episode on Tuesday. We'll record it on Monday. Will be um, our season review for the AFC North division, which consists of Colton's little review, as well as MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the, which should be fun. Um, that's our home division, so that should be cool. It is. Um, it has been it has been a little bit of a while, so there's been some really exciting news, most notably the one big news yes, that is very thought provoking and very interesting. I like it a lot. We'll we'll get into that sooner than later, but beforehand, we always gotta do the classic. How was your week so far? What's going on? How is it going? Life is pretty good right now. Um, I had my first day back in school finally today. Um, I was supposed to have it last week, last Thursday, was supposed to be my first day back in regular school. But it got canceled because of snow, which is one thing that sucks. Now that, like, teachers know how to do everything virtually, um, they cancel school, like, a lot. Which I guess is good if you don't like going to school. But for my, I kind of wanted to go for, like, at least one day. But I got that in today. Um, yeah, a lot of basketball practice. As I told Joe right before we got on, I had, like, an insanely tough practice today. We ran about 20 suicides and in between all of them there was some sort of like push-ups or sit-ups or wall sits with a stinking weight or you know something um not fun not fun but um yeah just you know hanging out hanging out playing the xbox and schoolwork um the typical typical stuff for the for the times we're in right now so where what's up with you how have you been the past couple of days it's been it's been night it's been night i mean um, so yeah, it's been almost uh, for, for the most part. Um, there, there was a track practice, so, so my coach asked me, like, if, like, he was like, you've been running outside of school, like, on the weekends and stuff a little bit, right? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Um, and by a little bit, I meant, like, a little bit, like, not that much. So he was like, okay, good, you can just, just run, like, like, three and a half, four miles or whatever. Just go, like, as far as you can. If you don't feel too good, you can come back early or whatever. Um, so that's what he, and I was like, but he was like, you know, just go, just go as far as you want. And that, that's, that was cool. So, um, I ran six miles, which is cool, but I was really tired. I've been really tired, but I did, I've just been doing some chill stuff the last few days. There was no practice on Wednesday, I mean on Thursday because of weather and stuff. And there's never, not really ever practice on Friday. And these winter, like, conditioning, they just cancel on Friday. So, so, so I didn't do anything today, but I was tired. But <laughs> something like, this is actually funny. So I, I teased it before, it's kind of funny. It's not actually that funny, like, random things that happen. But I have to say on here because, um, why not? So... So there's a prom at the school, the school, and they're they're trying to do a fundraiser for it. So to do a fundraiser, our school made this like survey that you can fill out, and it's gonna like match you with people. But you have to, you have to pay to see the results, which is really. Oh, uh, we did one of those a couple years, uh, like last year, but I didn't, I didn't pay for it. I did, yeah, I filled mine out and I didn't pay for it. Well, I didn't pay for it, but someone, one of my friends, texted me and was like, "I don't want to fill it out because that seems like weird, but I'm gonna pay like just pay for you, and then I'm gonna see what you're like." results look but <laughs> so so i was like okay cool like I'm, i don't want to pay for it but i would i would like just like just for fun see what i got um so i, I would just like casually do it just the basic stuff like like what type of music do you listen to and like how old are you and stuff so it's like what grade are you in so i was looking through the grades <laughs> so for one in the email that they sent about it it was only supposed to be for grades nine through 12, which is 
makes sense because you know that that's the the whole high school. They also in the survey they have us come forward to twelve grade four to twelve, which is you know that's not part of the thing, but like okay, that's not the weird. <laughs> they have a teacher slash like staff section on there. <laughs> so like you could get paired up with like a teacher. I'm assuming you know you know, it'll like pair a teacher with another teacher, but. <laughs> I, I would hope I'm not going to get paired with a teacher. That's, that's, that's strange. Yeah, I didn't... You guys don't... No, we had one of those, but I never... I didn't pay for it. I don't even know if I ever filled it out. Because I don't think I ever even got a form for it. No, it was just, like, emailed to us. Like, it, I think it's funny. Because a lot of the questions are just, just kind of wacky. Um, so, like, did you get your results back yet or no? No, you're going to get them back, like, next week. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, like... Actually, that guy's actually gonna like give me five dollars to get it. Um, either way, I just think it's um that they they did that. So, uh, other than I that, that was, do it. just yeah, just the normal stuff, just chugging along. That's the term I like to use, chugging. Yep, and it's a good term to use at times like this. So, yeah. um, I guess we can hop into the news now then. Um, and you know what's coming first? Yeah, you guys have heard by now the big piece of news that we have here. Uh, the Carson Wentz trade. Carson Wentz has officially been traded to our number one destination for him that we've been talking about for a while, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And that was for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. And originally that didn't seem like, you know, a good haul at all. But um, from sources here, um, Adam Schefter, the man, um, this conditional second-round pick is probably going to turn into a first-round pick. if Carson Wentz's playtime is at or above 75%, so if he gets 75% of the snap count next season, then the second-round pick will become a first-round pick. Um, and it could also become a first-round pick if Wentz plays at least 70% and the Colts go to the playoffs. So either he plays 75% no matter what, or he plays 70% and the Colts go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So um, don't expect Carson Wentz to get benched at any time, because even if he plays terribly, uh, unless you get Sammy Frank away through the season, I guess. But like, even if he plays terribly, there's still incentive of a first round. So that's obviously big, big stuff there. But um, yeah, that's just obviously great. I love the move. Um, as we've both been saying for a while, the Colts are like the perfect similar quarterback. Really, like they have every, like you know, they're just built for a, to be a championship team. You know, a, a very good defense. They've got their man in the middle, DeForest Buckner, a great run stopper, a good, a, a good. Uh, pass rusher justin houston another good pass rusher there they've got obviously sideline to sideline linebacker darius leonard and the best in the game so their defense is very promising um and then obviously um the potential league's best offensive line with the kind of undisputed league's best offensive lineman on it and they've got a stud rookie running and i guess he won't be a rookie anymore but they've got jonathan taylor a stud young running back um and the one thing is, you know, they don't have a, a, a lot of wide receivers. But there's actually, interestingly enough, rumors that um, the Eagles will probably either trade or release Zach Ertz. So the thing is, there's a like a real possibility that Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz reunite in Indianapolis. Um, and that team, I, we both expressed that. I don't really know if I'm willing to call them a Super Bowl contender yet. Um, and I'm going to have to see it. You know what I mean? The Rams, I think I can safely call the Rams a Super Bowl contender just because there aren't as many question marks. Like, you have the league's best defender, um, a proven great quarterback, a lot of proven players on that team. But with them, it's like Carson Wentz at one point was a proven quarterback, but I'm going to need to see it again from him. And obviously in the receiving core, I'm going to need to, you know, see how the season goes there. I'm not willing to call them a Super Bowl contender yet. They could definitely get there by the end of the season. But um, 
it's a great trade for the Eagles, for the for the Colts, I'd say. Um, I really liked it. Obviously, solidifying your quarterback position, a relatively cheap trade. I mean, uh, what will probably be a first round pick and a third round pick is, you know, it's not cheap, but you know, for a quarterback, like I they, they I guess, and they, I guess they believe in Wentz more than Brissett or or any quarterback that they would be getting with their with their late first round pick. But um, th- for the Eagles though, this kind of opens up a thing because do you stick with Jalen Hurts? Or do you draft a quarterback at number six? Because, like, Jalen Hurts looked really good last year, but obviously with a low sample size, you know what I mean? Do they like him or not? Or because you have the sixth pick, like, you could realistically get Justin Fields. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? Yeah. Like, I heard a lot of rumors about uh, Trey Lance, like, just today, recently coming yeah. out about that. Um, so, so, I don't know. I like it. I do like the trade. I think the trade makes a lot of sense besides a little bit more. I, like, I wish you could have got more for once, but I get it. Um, uh, yeah. I, I really hope, I really hope if they get Wentz and then they, even if they, then they get like Allen Robinson, like I predicted that that's crazy. I think oh, that Zach and were, were dark horse Super Bowl contenders, um, which, yeah. which makes sense as of like right now. We, we don't know what's going to happen. If Wentz plays like he did last year. And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but I I really do like Michael Pittman. The more I I hear about him and stuff, I'm really starting to like Michael Pittman a lot more. Um, I think I think he he benefits Wentz's style of play. And Wentz Wentz recently I've, I've you know recently I've seen a lot of videos about him. Like when I want a player like that, Stafford a lot of there's a lot of Stafford yeah. videos he was trading. You know he's a player that's being talked about. So there was a, a film breakdown of him I could find you, but it was pretty cool. And I know you've mentioned in the past about a, a tendency of, of him to, to play hero ball because of the coaching and whatnot, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but the thing was, it's really been like that. Like, he's always been able to take a lot of risks down the field. And um, that's why whenever guys like, you know, like uh, whenever the, the wide receivers go down, there's not, a, you know, a lot of good production there. And he tends to play very good because there's not those calibers of players like Zachert and yeah I mean that is true but like it it does like he didn't get in like a lot of receiver injuries in the season before and he was still doing a lot with a little so I don't really still know what changed in the past year there were reports coming out recently whether they're true or not I don't know but saying that like he didn't talk to Doug Peterson the head coach for like eight or nine weeks straight like they just they didn't talk to each other like bad blood stalemate stuff there so obviously that could have something to do with it as well. Um, but like you gotta think like they were in an eleven and five playoff team with um, Philip Rivers, you know what I mean, and the Colts that were. And now you can bring in Carson Wentz, who I truly believe can be good. And it's just you know I think with an, in a new scenario you come in, you get you know you get a better defense, you get a better uh, offensive line, you get a significantly better head coach and a significantly better. Uh, front office and just organization overall, more of a winning culture there in Indianapolis. I think it's a, a, a great fresh start for him. I, I definitely love the move. And it, we just kind of knew that of, of all teams, Indianapolis was going to get a quarterback. Like, they were going to trade for him. Like, whether that be Stafford, whether that be, um, obviously, Carson Wentz, whether that be, like, Trubisky or something. Like, it just always felt like, to like since they got eliminated, since Phillip Rivers and that, it kind of just always felt like, yeah, they're going to have a quarterback. They they have the team to do it, and they're they're really in a a win now kind of mode. You can pay the extra price right now because you've got a really because good they're yeah they're in a win now mode, but they're also like they can win now, but they're set up for the future. I mean, if we're being honest, because you look at that team, Carson Wentz is still a young quarterback. You know, and this is he was a first round pick in what 2016. Like he's still yeah. a relatively young quarterback. Obviously, their running back is just coming off of his rookie campaign. Quentin Nelson, the best offensive lineman in football, is only in his third or fourth year. 
Um, apart from Ty, like their whole receiving core is is relatively young, and then obviously your your most your two most important pieces defensively, Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner are both extremely young. So I like obviously they're in win now mode, but I, I they're also mm-hmm. set up very well for. Yeah, that, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. You know, you got a good team around you. If you want to spend the last few bucks in free agency, snag a nice player. You know, you do that. Quarterback that you really think can can win you games and stuff like Wentz. Like obviously they really like Wentz and Frank Wright played with Wentz whenever he was at the top of his game. You know, there's not a lot to make. <laughs> so I, yeah. I really like the Colts this year. There's there's still a lot of question marks to be filled as far as mm-hmm. Wentz's play and how far they're gonna go. But, but as of right now, it's it's almost a dream situation. I think I would rather have Stafford, but other than that, unless you're gonna shell out the really big bucks and get um Deshaun Watson, then then Watts is like uh, then Wentz is basically as good as it gets. You know, I think yeah. I. Th- I mentioned this to you before, um, not in the show, but like I feel like Trubisky has been called trash so much that he's like almost underrated at this point. Yeah. I don't think Wentz, I think like Trubisky would have been that bad, but definitely would rather have Wentz. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like you know everyone there loves to make the jokes about Trubisky and how bad he is, and I'm not saying Trubisky's a great quarterback or anything, but I am saying he is a bit you know underrated at this point with just how how much slander he receives. Like you got to think, even if he's not the most accurate quarterback, he doesn't put up the greatest stats. Like. Under Trubisky, that team performed very well. Mm-hmm. Like Trubisky led them to score thirty points per game, like thirty points in like five straight games or something, which is something that they hadn't done in you know this since you know like the nineties. So yeah. it's 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 just like Trubisky, like the team rallied. Whether it just be the team rallying around him, but whatever coincidence, however it may be, like he led that team and they were pretty good. You know what I mean? It's so it's <laughs> they're obviously a playoff team, so it's. And whatever you want to say, you know what I mean? What I, you, you can attribute that to other factors, like, you know, that the kind of burst out of, of David Montgomery. But you got to admit, Trubisky had a good record this year when he was the starter. Foles' record was not very good. Trubisky's was pretty good. Um, you got to you gotta respect. Say what you want about Trubisky. The man is the league's only, in history, the league's only MVP, the Nickelodeon's most valuable player. Um, no one else can say that. Can Tom Brady say that? No. Um <laughs> And yeah, you gotta respect that. So absolutely. Um, I uh, I think Mr. Bisky is like, I don't know. I th- he's like a little bit better than like Andy Dalton. <laughs> if you're gonna go out and get someone this year, although I'm really interested. I know this guy. Wait, we're we're going over. We're predicting. I don't have the list right now. Um, here now. I can make. I can pull it up. Okay, yeah. Von Miller, AJ Boye, JJ Watt. Andy Dalton, Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay, Justin Simmons, Yannick Ngaku, and Trent Williams. Those are all the um, – but there definitely is still names out there. If we if we had, we could do a part three. So there's, yeah. there's plenty of time. So these are yeah, – There's still more bigger names. Even if they're not the best players, there's still good names. I mean, A.J. Green's on the board. Mark Ingram is on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have still a list here of some other free agents. Uh, Leonard Williams is on the board. Matt Judon, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Jadavion Clowney. Anthony I Harris. Did, I thought we already did, did uh, um, Matt Judon, but maybe I'm... Matt oh, no, that, no, we didn't. Hunter I'm, Henry, Kenyon like, Drake, Trubisky. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of still good good players on the board. So if we wanted to do a part three at some point, that's still something that could uh, that could definitely happen. We, we, we still have a good bit of names here that are higher end. Um, but, yeah, so that, that, that's what we have for the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles trade, though, just kind of a, a bit of rambling there overall. But, um... I love the trade. I'm sure you love you. Can, can we say you love the trade? I did. We can say I love the trade, definitely. Yes, yes. Um, and now you see w- what kind of comes in when you kind of expect it during the season of the NFL. 
you know, right after the Super Bowl, a couple weeks there, team's starting to get stuff going, and uh, releases are something that happens, you know, freeing up some cap room. A lot of speculation about different – I saw an article today that said, like, one player each team should release to free up cap space. I said the Vikings should release – or not Anthony Harris. They should release Harrison Smith. <laughs> that is – Come on. That's like ridiculous. That. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> just random. Um, so we've got three, three releases here we're going to talk about, two of them being by the Carolina Panthers. Um, to start, the Panthers have released two-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle Kawan Short. Um, one of the very few players that's still left from that 2015 Super Bowl run on the team. Um, obviously, he's not a Pro Bowl caliber player at this point. Um, he's, you know, one of, the, one of the best defensive tackles in the league, as he once was. But he's still a solid defensive tackle that can still definitely run stuff a little bit, get to the quarterback if need be, and just fill up the gap pretty well. And he's, you know, he's not a bad player, so he'll definitely get find a home, I'm sure. And another player that will find a home is Trey Boston, also for the Panthers, that has been informed today that he will be released. Um, randomly enough, he was the guy that, as you all know, I predicted to lead the league in passes defended, which was a really random prediction, but he did not do it. Um, <laughs> and he had a great season last year, and I think he was one of the more underrated players in football last year, but his production kind of took a bit of a drop this year. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's a, a bad safety or anything. I think he's still a great safety um, with, you know, potential to get those numbers back up to what they were. But a bit of a down year. You know, you had the emergence of Jeremy Chin and Dante Jackson in that secondary, you know, a little bit less of a role for him. But those those are the two releasings by the Panthers. And then for the Eagles, um, a really interesting. The Eagles are releasing wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Um, so interesting stuff there as he was – you know, one of their obviously one of their better receivers when he's on the field, but I guess you know with Hurts uh, or Fields potentially in the backfield, um, they're rocking with Alshon Jeffrey. He'll still be there. And, um, I guess Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, Marquise Goodwin, and you know maybe like maybe like I don't even know. I don't even maybe. know. Maybe you could draft a rookie at six. I would like them to draft a rookie at six personally. Yeah, um, you really need a wide receiver. They really need a good like a a new star. I I think. Yeah, I would love to see wide receivers. Yeah, get to them, teach them. You know, there's a lot. The Eagles. Yeah, I, I'm the Eagles. I take I take Jamar Chase. I haven't decided personally if I think Jamar Chase or uh, Devonta Smith is better, but for the Eagles, I think I I think I take Jamar Chase if I'm the Eagles personally. Yeah. You know, he's more of a bigger body, while Devonta Smith is more of a undersized, you know, shifty type of wide receiver. And I think I think Philly's got enough of those guys. I think they need a big body guy that can go up a muscle. Yeah, you already have Jalen Rager. He's very quick. Too. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Jamar, I know you've got to see – you have to see the picture. And I was like, Tom Brady's combine and then Devontae Smith on the sideline. I was like, these are the two players that, like, dominated the NFL and double A or something like that. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen. But, but, yeah, that's just interesting. Um, Obviously, like I said, with this time of the season, you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of players being released just because of the nature of the game. But – um. Next, we have the all-pro kick um, that kind of came out and emerged this season for the Miami Dolphins. Jason Sanders has agreed to a five-year extension with the team, good for $22 million. Um, and, you know, you say 22 may be a little bit much for a kicker, but um, obviously kickers are one of the more important positions in football. And teams with, you know, a bad kicker just seem to, you know, be just put at such a disadvantage. You know, I mean, if you're a team that doesn't have a kicker that can like consistently make fifty plus yard field goals, it just you're just at such a disadvantage. It's kind of 
you know, frustrating at times. So, but getting a kicker lockdown, I don't. How many did he miss any this season? I he I, he was I think he was like he didn't miss any. I think he, I think like, he did. I think he did end up missing like one. But either way, I mean, a great season, Sanders. Um, and yeah, happy to see the man get paid. That's that's one thing, and you know, the chain is only as strong as the weakest link is. And we saw it with the Steelers. He had one of the best offenses of all time, bent it for 5,000 yards. Well, okay, you, you know what I'm going yeah. <laughs> That's a bold statement saying one of the best offenses of all time. But Chris Boswell consistently would miss big kicks, and it really let the team down. <laughs> Thankfully, he's came yeah. back. But that season, it was rough. We, we lost so many games off the right foot of Chris Boswell, and that's it was a sad year watching all those games fall because you couldn't have a kicker yeah. that made those kicks, you know. Um, so I, I, it's it's a lot of money for a kicker, but honestly, I I would do yeah. it. I'd lock down my kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the last last time we did a free agency episode, you predicted Richard Sherman to stay with the 49ers. Um, and it looks like you are going to be incorrect on this one, as um, Richard Sherman has come out and said it is, quote, pretty clear that he will not return to the 49ers next season. Um, so, yeah, he's probably not going to be there. He's probably much money while they don't have a lot of money to spend. And they've got other free agents coming up, like um, Trent Williams, as we're going to mention here, and, like, you know, a few other pieces. Defense. Their entire uh, secondary, all of their play, like, players in the secondary that are worth anything apart from Jamie. Like Jaquiski Tart is, uh, you know, up for free agency. Uh, Jason Barrett's up for free agency. Obviously Sherman. Um, a lot of players in that secondary up, and I think of all of them are going to be able to keep Richard Sherman with, you know, an older player that doesn't fit the timeline that just is going to ask for too much money. So, I don't, you know, I think, I think we'll see him on the move, though. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't my, I even admitted it at the time. That really wasn't my best thought out one. Um, but I didn't know where else to go. I do like Indianapolis. I can still see it happening. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. But we'll all we'll have to see there. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. try to give my predictions, but they're all they're always wrong. So I'm not even gonna hmm. gonna mess around with that one. Yeah. I do like the more I think about Indianapolis, I do think your prediction is a good one. That's kind of a, a well thought out prediction. Yeah, I, I do. That's one of my favorite ones that I've had. But um, yeah. so that's what we've got for you there, news wise. Um. So now, Joe, I'll let you just um, you already I'll, I'll announce it one more time. You already announced it once, but I'll just give you the list of guys we're going to be predicting their their landing spots here. I've we have Trent Williams, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Justin Simmons, JJ Watt, Kenny Galladay, Andy Dalton, Corey Davis, AJ Boye, Von Miller, and Antonio Brown. So without further ado, Joe, I'll let you do the honors and start us off here. Your first player. All right, I think I'll start out with the most obvious one, and of course our favorite player, Antonio Brown. Um, yes. A lot of reports have been coming out lately that the Bucks don't really. I mean, Anthony Brown really doesn't want to leave the Bucks, and um, he he's gonna he's not gonna get paid a whole bunch of money. He will still probably be the third guy there because Chris Godwin's likely going to be tagged this year, as it's been mentioned quite a lot. Um, I think he stays though. I mean, I like the fit in other like other areas where other teams are, like don't have great passing attacks. Um, and another team that I'll I'll say it when I get to the, another player that I have going to the team that I also think Anthony Brown would go to. But if I said it, it would give away the other. But as of right now, by the reports right now, I think Kenny Brown stays a Buccaneer, stays with his buddy Tom Brady, and tries to go for that. Um, I think I, I'd I'd say you have the same thing, but I did not take um, any break. Yeah, I have the same thing. Um, yeah, like you said, reports are coming out that Antonio Brown. Will uh, where he wants to stay in Tampa Bay, but he says that's what happened back. He'd love to stay, go for the two P. Um, obviously we have the you know reports of just how close 
him and Tom Brady have become over these past couple of years since you know, he went to New England to stay with Tom Brady for a little bit and then got caught and now obviously was called back to Tampa Bay to be with him. Um, we, you know, we saw they have a pretty good relationship there and he wants to stay. Try to repeat. Um, that's what it looks like and I think that's what's going to happen. I think they can keep him on a relatively cheap deal. Um, while he, you know, has potential to be a very good wide receiver, I don't think you know he's going to try to channel that this year until either Brady retires or maybe you know not winning a Super Bowl with Brady under his belt. I'm not, you know, not necessarily sure there, but um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him on Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. Um. So now we're gonna move. On. I'm gonna move on to recently released free agent cornerback, former Jacksonville Jaguar and Denver Bronco, um, AJ Boye. So. When I made my decision here, I looked at all the worst teams against the pass last year, and then I looked at the cap space to see if they, they would match up. Although I don't think AJ Boyer is going to get paid a whole lot. There was no projected market value as I tried to get. Um, there also wasn't one for Antonio Brown. I'm just saying. He was paid like $1.6 million last year. So even if he like tripled that, <laughs> it still wouldn't be too much. So just just for that. But AJ Boyer, um, I, I don't know how much he'd get paid, but being released, he's not as young as he used to be. Um, he didn't play at too crazy high of a level last year, and he also had dealt with some injuries, if I remember correctly. So I'm thinking maybe his market value goes down a little bit. That's what I'm kind of hoping, because I have him going to the Atlanta Falcons, a team that does not have the most cap space in the world. Um, but they do Ooh. number 32 against the pass lot. They are in dire need of some cornerbacks, and A.J. Boya gives you that help. He can really be locked down. Um, you know, obviously we know of his glory days in Jacksonville, but uh, I think he can pick it up, get him in a hopefully a little bit more of a and a situation where he can be healthier, essentially. Um, and yeah. he'll be back, and I think it'd be a big help. So that's, that's what I was thinking there. Because um, Falcons are among, they're not like super bad cap space-wise. They're like middle of the road. But they they really need cornerback. <laughs> and like at this point, unless you want to, like there aren't really cornerbacks this in the draft. So unless you're going to just wing it next year with like the same squad and hope your guys develop more, um, mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect pickup. Yeah. yeah. To you. Um. And I, I like A.J. Boya a little bit more than a lot of people. I'm going to predict him to go to Kansas City, actually. Ooh. A bit of an interesting one. Just because, like um, overall, we know Kansas City's not a team that has a true number one corner. They've got a guy that I love and think is a little bit, um, I think, a little bit higher of than a lot of people. And then they've got the rookie, LeJarius Sneed, who looked pretty good this year. And they've got you know, Chavarius Ward, who showed some, some flashes. Um, but I think for A.J. Boya, it's a relatively, like, a solid level with some veteran experience that can come in and kind of mentor a young guy like LeJarius for a few seasons. Um, come in, yeah, be a veteran mentor, somebody that's, you know, been there, done that in this league already. It's so weird because your boy is, like, a veteran at this point. But, and I think he's just a guy that you can get for cheap. For one, I, I want to make the best corners in the league. I don't think he's a top 10 corner in the league anymore. If we, if we ever agreed that he was, I, you know, I never really thought about it, man. But, um, <laughs> I, I don't think he's where he once was, and I think he's a player you can get cheap. A lot of teams have a big offer, and I think, you know, even, you know, of all the teams that are sending him off, is even if maybe theirs is a little bit lower, they you know, potentially larger of a Super Bowl window than any other team. So I think he might, you know, decide to go to go there and, and test his luck there in Kansas City, a team be the number one corner there. And then that's what I got there, A.J. Boye to Kansas City. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, you, you have some good reasoning. Um, yeah, I couldn't find a projected market value, though, so I honestly don't know, like, what he's projected to be worth. But, uh, yeah, I'm, he can't be worth, like, as much as he was in his prime, I guess, quote, in his prime. Um, on, on to another recently released Bronco, Von Miller, um, star linebacker. He hasn't been released yet. Oh, okay, well, he, he's all but released. He it's probably will be, but we'll see. It's a, quote, club option, and I'll report you accordingly. Yeah. 
that he will be released, meaning he will have the choice to go to any team he wants. And last free agent prediction episode, you mentioned this team, um, and you picked former Steeler Bud Dupree to go there. I'm Ooh. picking Von Miller to go to the Tennessee Titans to be there, finally get their edge rusher they really need, and they need bad. Um, Javion Clowney was an exper- failed experiment, dare I say. Um, he did not pan out how they wished. But we, we know about Von Miller, former defense player of the year. Men can get it done. Um, he's not. He's not a defensive player of the year. Really I, I, he fooled me the other like it was like a, a like a month ago or something. Um, I was I was talking about that with somebody and I was like blown away because I could have sworn that the year that he won final or Super Bowl MVP, I could have sworn he was like he had won a defensive player of the year that year. And I, they were like, no. And I looked at it and he never won defensive player of the year. Really? I, I yeah. I, well, I bet it was JJ Watt that year. Yeah, it was. But I really thought he won it. We're gonna look back like that, and we're gonna be like, JJ TJ Watt had the Defensive Player of the Year in about twenty one, yeah. and no, he didn't. But okay, super. He was a Super Bowl MVP, which is yeah. still very impressive. We know what he can do. Um, immense amounts of pressure. He's like thirty one, thirty two now. He's pretty old. Somewhere, something like that. You know, when when you're desperate, you're desperate. Um, and his projected market value is ten point three million dollars a year. Which is which is not that much for like a player of his quality. I really like deep, um, Von Miller coming into this year, <laughs> obvious. But um, you know that's that's right. I uh, I know you already had Bud Dupree going there, so I know it has to be a different team unless you're just gonna have him back. It is different. Um, it is different. It feels a need, and I think that's a better pickup. I think it's cheaper. Bud Dupree is gonna be paid a lot. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there like you said, Von Miller technically has not been released yet. He he has a team option, which means the team could choose to resign him. But sources are indicating they probably won't. He's amidst a season full of injuries and some allegations off the field of different things. Um, probably gonna be released there. And the team I have him going to is an interesting one. I have him going to the Cleveland Browns actually. Um. They're one of the big teams that's in the market for J.J. Watt, as we know, one of the you know three major teams that's been on the market for him. Um, and I think while the Browns, I'm sure, would love to have J.J. Watt, um, I'm sure if it comes down to it and they have a choice between J.J. Watt and Vaughn Miller, they'd probably take Vaughn Miller, to be fair. Um, just to get in there, pair, to pair with Miles Garrett. As you know, they've got a lot of interior defensive linemen, but obviously on the other on the side opposing Miles Garrett, I'm not too much. So definitely another edge rusher is something that would be very good for them. And I think he would definitely be one of the perfect guys to, to go there and just pair with Miles Garrett. You know, be one another thing. It's like the older veteran presence, you know, that we don't need like a crazy young stud in there to pair with him. Um, you know, just just bring in a solid guy to come in, pair with Miles Garrett. Like I said, I think Miles Garrett might be my defensive player of the year favorite for next year, honestly. Um I haven't given a crazy amount of thought into it, but I think that's probably who I'd say as of now. Um, and I think they'll be a great duo if, if, if that ends up happening. So Vaughn Miller to the Cleveland Browns is my prediction. Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of players going to the Cleveland Browns, let's go on to my next player here. Wide receiver Corey Davis, who I had mm-hmm. going to Cleveland Browns. He's projected to make about $13 million a year. Browns are not stretch for cap space. But I am among the group of people that believe that at some point this offseason, Odo Beckham Jr. is going to be moved. Whether it be a trade or release, at some point I think Odo Beckham Jr. is leaving the Cleveland Browns this offseason. Um, just because, on, like, honestly, the Browns, like, they just do better without him. And it's, it ha- and it's, not, his, it's not because he's bad. He's still really good. But it's just the, the mentality of 
uh, of Baker Mayfield, whenever Odell Beckham Jr. is on the field, is completely different. He's way more risky. Throws down the field and he overthrows and he has like one of the least cat like rate of catchable balls in the NFL. And it's stupid. Yeah. But if he leaves, then you need another receiving threat. You got Jarvis Landry. You've got Rashard Higgins. You've got some other Donovan Cheeple Jones. You got some other guys in there. Um, solid tight end. But Corey Davis is coming up a nice year, and I think he complements that well um, as as a mid to deep threat. He's not as you know he he has a I feel like he has a pretty developed route tree. I'm for some reason I've like like Corey Davis. I think yeah. I think he's good. He had a good year. Uh, I think you said if he would wouldn't have missed time with injury, he probably would have been a one thousand yard receiver, which is nice. Been. They would have um, had two thousand yard receivers on that Tennessee team. Yeah, that been. <laughs> I I just think it matches up well, especially with Odell Beckham. Um, yeah. but but I, I'm I'm among the minority there. I don't think there's a lot of people that think Odell Beckham Jr. is leaving. I, I can see what, it. I won't say I'm predicting it or anything, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Um, and that that, that interesting Cleveland pick, I didn't expect it, but I do like it. Um, I have it sticking interdivisionally though, and I have Corey Davis going to the Baltimore Ravens personally. Um. While, as I told Joe before we started recording, I do want him to stay with Tennessee. I think that's the best situation for him and for the Titans and just for everybody involved. Um, but I, you know, I, I do think he's going to leave. I don't think the Titans, because the Titans, if you don't know, Corey Davis was obviously a first-round pick. But because of his shaky play, obviously just leading up to this year, they uh, before the season have actually declined his fifth-year option. So he will be a free agent this year, and I don't know if they have the money to bring him back. And while it's not their fault, you know, they could never have predicted what, what, how big he would blow up. Um, you know, you know, it's just mm-hmm. you, 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 you get what I mean. He's he's been really good, yeah. as I said. It's he almost had a thousand yards. If he, I think if he didn't miss some time with COVID, he would have had a thousand yards. Um, and I think he's gonna go to a team in Baltimore that does not have a true number one wide receiver. Um, you know, say what you want about a Marquise Brown, he I would not call him a true number one by any means. Um, he had a better season than I expected, but you know, team without a true number one, they just run to the tight end so much. I think a big body like Corey Davis would be very good for Lamar Jackson, just the type of wide receiver that he would want to have. Um, and like you know, while I while I do want him to see, I think if he's gonna leave Tennessee, I think Baltimore's gonna be the place. So I I like it. Um, I think. They're going to stick the right of a, a veteran receiver with an upside. Um, I'm not going to come out and say his name, but I hope you know who's coming to mind because I know we might be predicting him in another episode. But I already think I know if the the Ravens are going to sign a veteran, I mean, are going to sign a wide receiver, I think I already know in my head. That's, uh, too. <laughs> that, that's up to another episode for sure. Um, now we're going to move on to probably my favorite prediction. We already mentioned this. Yannick Ngakwe, I mean, before episode, we already mentioned, we both really like our prediction for this team. We did not give it away, though. Um, this is one I, I really, really like. And I, I put some thought into it, and I put in some statistics and wrote them all down. So I'm excited to let this one go. I think Yannick Ngaku is going to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders this offseason, um, providing the big rough, rough stopper. They were amongst the bottom. They were, like, 30th um, in... I just had bad against the run. I didn't write down the numbers, which I so I guess I lied. <laughs> um, they they were bad against the run last year, and they were like really bad against the run last year. And he, he's a great rush stopper. They were like a little bit above average in, in pass pass rush last year. They have some good pass rushers there, but he'd definitely add like a new level to it since they don't have um since you know they traded away Cleo Mack. Um, there's the one guy. His name is Max 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 Crosby Crosby Crosby. Yeah, Max Crosby's good. And then they drafted Cleveland Farrell really high. Um, Cleveland Farrell is yet to develop into the player that they wanted, 
Yanagaku would add a veteran presence in there. Um, and for a reasonable price, he's projected to make uh, $12 million a year. That's, that's not too bad. I think they have about $1 million in cap this year, which is more than enough. You can go out and sign a guy like that. You don't have yeah. a ton of but, you know, uh, with, with other job signings and maybe uh, um, fixing up some contracts and whatever, work your magic there, then you'd have more than enough to even get a couple other players if you really were looking. I like yeah. it there. Um, I know you said you also liked it, so I'm excited to see. I, really I like do that. really like my pick for Yannick. Um, so for Yannick Ngaku, a player that you know went from the Jaguars to the Vikings to the Ravens, and now is an unrestricted free agent, I'm predicting to go solidify the pass rush in Buffalo. Um, I am on this prediction because obviously, as we know, they're a team that is you know not great in terms of pass rushing, and for you know teams that are going to try to win the Super Bowl, I think that's a big piece there. Um, I think when your edge rusher's coming in, you know, if you even rush them at the edge with Jerry Hughes and Matt Milano, I don't necessarily like that. I, I don't think Matt Milano's going to be brought back for this reason of being a bigger name guy like Yannick Ngaku. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying that Matt Milano's a player, but just because he's a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I really like that pick there. It's really weird because he's a guy that, you know, everyone likes to say, like, he went to this team and all of a sudden, like, they haven't won any games since he got there. But, you know, that's just jank stuff. He's a defensive lineman. You know, he's an edge rusher. And I think he's just going to go and be able to go into Buffalo and provide that edge rushing that they need, the edge rushing they haven't had in so long, be able to come in there and kind of hopefully um, start to set apart a defense like Buffalo's that's, you know, smothering and very talented in, into action there. Somebody that can rush the pass is definitely what you what you need there in a, in a situation like that with a lot of, you know, great, like, safeties and corners. Obviously, Travis White and Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Um, a good pass defense. I believe they're eighth in the league in pass defense, but their running game was not good, as you mentioned. And Yannick Ngakwe, while not necessarily known as a run stopper, is, is underrated in that territory and definitely a great pass rusher. So that's that's going to be big stuff there for Yannick, and I really have him going to the Buffalo Bills, one of my favorite predictions. Now... I saw the reports that he was already like quote he was like insiders they're linked you know young people in the bills are quote linked or whatever that's supposed to mean um but but I really like the fit and right with the rich for some reason it just seemed really right to me I had to put it um I'll have to see how it turns out I'm I'm like honestly the Raiders not really like don't really like seem like a team that go out and and sign big names like that too often um yeah. but maybe maybe just this once they go out. But I really could not get them to the Bills because I already had another player going to the Bills, another big Ooh. name rusher, JJ Watt. And I know I would love Ooh. to see with JJ with TJ and, and Derek. I'd love to, see, but honestly, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense from either sides. He wants to win championships. Steelers don't exactly win championships. Um, we all I thought last year could have been the year, didn't turn out. He'd be a part of a great defense. But right now the offense is just in a weird position. And um, you know, obviously I, I love the fit with the Steelers or the Packers. Um, but it just doesn't like seem to make a lot of sense for either side. So I mean, the Packers would make sense. Um, I think if the Bills, then you can go out and get them. Obviously, you are in Super Bowl window is, is wide open right now for that team. That awesome offense, good defense. Yeah, I don't know the pass rusher like that. All the experience in the world and get a feel good story out of it too. Obviously, I'd love to see him there. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'd really like to see him on the Steelers. I mean that, but. Like I said, it just it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Although I do think Cleveland could make a little bit of sense because then you get to see his, his brothers like two times a year. There's more than like the Bills, which might be one time a year at best. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's something with that. But I, it, it, I like I'm not, it. I'm not too scared. Yeah. 
I like that pick. Um, that's one that we that we had actually discussed a, a couple couple episodes ago. So I, I I like that pick. Um, and as much as like you with you, I would love him in Pittsburgh. And as much as I would love to say Pittsburgh, um, I'm gonna go with Team Bay here for JJ Watt. Um, the hometown team, obviously, the Watt brothers were all born and raised in Wisconsin, where the Green Bay Packers are located. Um. And I think while Zadarius Smith is a great edge rusher, um, you know, Preston Smith has struggled a bit, and he drops back into coverage a little bit more. And I just think a, a, a stud defensive end like a J.J. Watt to solidify that defensive line that, apart from Kenny Clark, is pretty bad. And Kenny Clark is has been pretty injury-prone in recent seasons, I think we can safely say. Um, I definitely would love J.J. Watt's fit in, fit in Green Bay. And for me, it's going to be Green Bay, Pittsburgh, or Cleveland. All the reports coming out have been talking about Cleveland, but I, I, I think I'm still going to gonna surrender here and go Green Bay on this one. I think this fits just a little bit better. I think their Super Bowl window is more open than Cleveland's, and, uh, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, so, so on to the last. There's only three guys left. We're going to move on to the last uh, player. Justin Simmons is the last guy we're predicting. Um, a star safety, a guy will you've expressed your interest in. I've kind of bag bandwagon along with the show, um, kind of. But if this is a scenario where he doesn't get tagged, because I I really think he could get just get tagged um, very easily by the Broncos. I mean, he got tagged last year. It might be the second year in a row that he gets tagged. This is for a scenario where he doesn't get tagged. I think he's going to go to the Detroit Lions. Um, I, I really like it. He could get paid a lot of money to go to Detroit, as yeah. well as um, there's some <laughs> there's some there's some already decent pieces. I really like Detroit is a, a team that I really think is like solid piece. I just add some more like some more talent and then a good coach. Like I think Detroit could be some. Um, mm. Once again, it's, it's the same thing I said last year, and I pretty, but <laughs> I think he goes there, and then you get to play with a new coach too, a very eccentric coach. Yeah. Eccentric to say the least. You know, if that's what you're looking for, like I, I like it. But that's, of course, if we didn't get tagged. I, there was another team I wrote down, maybe, that I like with Justin Simmons. Or Cleveland. Um, Detroit or Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, you could also be back. Horrible safety. So, so yeah. you know, if you're looking for a little bit more of a winning route, you could go to Cleveland. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I have Detroit just um, I have. I like it. I like it. I have him staying in Denver, actually. I'm not on a franchise tag, but I think he'll get re-signed. Um, the reports came out last year. He was very unhappy that he did get franchise tagged. Um, but I, I, I think this is one that Denver recognizes they have an all-pro caliber player on their hands that fits the timeline with your Bradley Chobbs and your Cortland Suttons of the world and, you know, your, your young team. I think he's a guy that fits the timeline really well. He's already an all-pro caliber type of player. And I think Denver's not going to let him get off of their get off of their chain there. And I like the Cleveland fit. Um, I actually have another player that, not in this episode, but if we ever do a part three, I have another player I have in mind that I think might be heading to Cleveland. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see that one if we ever end up doing a part three and include the player I'm thinking of in my mind. But um, I do like the Cleveland pick. Uh, safety definitely a, a piece of that needs work there in, in Cleveland with a lot of injuries this year and then having to start Andrew Sandejo, who might actually be the worst NFL player. Um, and yes, I, I like your pick there, but I'm, I am going to go Denver on that one. And we've got now two left, two offensive players and tell us which one we're going with, Joe. Um, I thought we had three. The Iron. Do we? Um, Let me look. Yeah. Two. I thought we did Andy Dalton, Kenny Galladay, and then. Charles. Okay. Yeah, we do have, we do have three. We do have three. My bad. Uh, um, so I think we're gonna go on to kind of land here. Kenny Galladay, 
another player that's reports have been around saying they're probably gonna franchise tag him. Um, he's a he's a really good player, really good deep threat. Honestly, a wide receiver that I, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's called he's called underrated so much that he might people might think he's yeah. too good at this. Point. I'm in the same um, boat. Last year, like literally everyone and their mom was talking about how Kenny Galladay was underrated. To the point where I might have expressed it on here. I kind of think how he, I thought last year Kenny Galladay might have been overrated. Yeah, I, I, he's good. Like, but some people think he's like the next coming of Antonio Brown. It's a little bit yeah. far outside his. He, he's good, and they, you know, uh, they need they need talent there to help out Goff. So I think he gets tagged. Kind of a lame pick, but that's just the way the reports are going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna agree. I agree. He stays in Detroit on the franchise tag. I do think that as well. Um, and he was he led the league in touchdowns just uh, two years ago. So great season there. But then, obviously this year um, was largely injury prone. Injured a vast majority of the season. So, but yeah, I do think you franchise tag him. Obviously coming back off of injuries, you know you don't know what you're gonna get, and you don't know if he's gonna fit well with Jared Goff, who's your new quarterback. Um, so I think, yeah, you do take that year to franchise tag him and just see what's going on with him there. And I think that's probably the best scenario, what you can what you can do there with Kenny Galladay. But, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. So now we have to. So I want to save an exciting one for last. I'm not doing an offensive lineman as the last prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So we're going to do Trent Williams right now, um, offensive lineman, 49ers. Uh, he's predicted is about $60 million a year, uh, high paid for an offensive lineman, dare I say. Um, I, I think he um, I don't know, like, I think he really fits there well. He's a he's a great offensive lineman, and they rush the ball a lot. Um, and you know that's that's a team that still has a really good defense and was just in the Super Bowl years ago. So I think he can stay around with some optimism. But you know, there's there's a multitude teams that would love to get him. You know, any yeah. team with a relatively bad offensive line. Um, but you know, you have to look at the cap there. And this was one. Oh shoot, I dropped my phone. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, like. Yeah, the, the 49ers team, I really don't know what they're doing with their players. Um, yeah. So I've predicted the two players to resign, but I'm not honestly too sure about this one. I'm not too set. But I'm assuming you have a more insightful one because mine was not insightful at all. I do have him resigning as well um, to San yeah. Francisco. Um, I think that um, obviously they traded for him last year after their um, you know, potential Hall of Fame offensive lineman, Joe Staley. Um, retired after the Super Bowl, so they did. They they went out. They traded for Trent Williams, and he had a great season this year. I think he had an All Pro caliber season. Um, I think he's one of the you know the best linemen of the decade, and I think he solidified that line. Did struggle this season. I'm not gonna lie. They they had some injuries and they had some COVID protocol people, and you know this time you know the the 49ers ended the season with 18 players on the injury reserve, leading the league. So that, that, that's just crazy stuff there. But the offensive line did struggle a bit. Um, and Trent Williams was, like, the one constant on that offensive line that was, you know, consistently being great and doing this, that, whatever else. So I, I do love uh, the, you know, production that Trent Williams gives that team. And I think they're in cap hell. Let's be real. They're not doing well from a cap scenario, and they have to resign him and a lot of other guys, um, you know, secondarily, like in the secondary. I don't know why I said secondarily. That's kind of an interesting term to use there. But, um. I think they they're gonna have to find a way and restructure you know different deals or whatever and but keep Trent Williams because I don't see a world where you know your offensive line is gonna continue to you know be good without Trent Williams being brought back and I think with a quarterback like Jimmy G that's not necessarily super mobile and that you know has a history of injury I think you definitely are gonna make sure that you're having a a good left tackle so yeah I think. <laughs> I think it's the 49ers with a bad offensive line is basically like you, you might as well just be a, a, a Steelers 20, 
19, you know, yeah. good defense, just can't do much. Um, but that's a weird, that's a weird analogy. But on to the exciting one we say for last. This, one's, this was one I, I wish I would have thought a little bit ahead about. Cause last I like week, this one. I like this one. No, so, so last week I had Cam Newton going to the Broncos. Um, and you have him going to Washington. Now, I, I don't know where Cam's going to go. I just I don't really like him in Washington. Um, that's why some of the Broncos, because I think they could be in the market for a quarterback. But then I was looking at this, and I would love. I think Andy Dalton would work really well in the Broncos. Um, but if, if you like to do that, so I have him going to Washington. Because <laughs> um, they need a quarterback. He's probably better than Alex Smith, I guess. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't Honestly, I feel like they're pretty similar. <laughs> but if they if they want to move on from us, then we can get a uh, Andy Dalton. Um, he's a veteran quarterback, and you know he, he's done it with, yeah. with bad. And Washington is a team that's looking up. But yeah, um, honestly, like Washington, Washington needs a good quarterback. Um, yeah, I've heard. I like, want to see Terry. Of, I want to see Scary Terry with a good QB. I really want to see it. I've heard a lot of like talk about Taylor Heineke. Just for like random reasons, people were talking about how good Taylor Heineke. And I was like, mm-hmm. is it is all. <laughs> It's a bit of an overreaction, but I do like Taylor Heineke. Not as like a future like starting quarterback, but as a player, he's fun. If nothing else, yeah. he's fun. Um, <laughs> he threw all of them. Yes. That he <laughs> but it, it, it's funny that you uh, that you say that because that is my pick is uh, Andy Dalton to Denver, which is <laughs> which is pretty funny. You know, as you were just talking about how like you know you thought about Andy Dalton to Denver and you thought it was just like a perfect scenario, and then I just talked about right beforehand how I loved my pick. Of where I had Andy Dalton going to Denver, and um, we we have a buddy that is a Denver Broncos fan, and I, I've been telling him that for a while because he's been all on like, oh, these reports that you know Deshaun Watson is intrigued by the Denver Broncos. So we're gonna get Deshaun Watson. I said, no, you're gonna get Andy Dalton, and he's gonna be benched for Drew Locke for the first half of the season until Drew Locke starts to suck, and then Andy Dalton's gonna come in to to end off the season, and you're gonna draft a quarterback next year. And that's my prediction. Officially, you you heard it here. Andy Dalton gets signed by the Broncos, backs up Drew Locke for a few weeks, and you know Drew Locke eventually fizzles out and you know doesn't do well. And then Andy Dalton has to come in for at least a few weeks, you know. And then and then they end up finally admitting that Drew Locke is not the answer and moving on. That's my that's my official prediction. You'll probably yeah. hear that from me multiple other times before the season starts. But sadly enough, my. Uh... My Drew Locke takes were not exactly. Um, they're definitely some of my worst. Just say that. Um, I was so was high just, on him. Before. I didn't have a real reason that I was never high on Drew Locke. I think it was just because it's hard for me, because since I've been watching football, like really no like third, fourth round quarterbacks have amounted to much of anything apart from Dak. Dak is the one, and it just seems like obviously I know like Russell Wilson is like a third or fourth, like a third round QB, but he wasn't drafted in my time. I mean, like. Since I've been watching football, like, every QB that's been good is a first-round draft pick. Like, every single one. It's just hard for me to, like, see this guy, like, Drew Locke come in and not have any, like, real, like, specialties. Like, he's not some crazy strong arm or, you know, he's not, like, the most accurate guy you'll ever see. He doesn't have this mobile rushing threat. You know, it's just, like, it's difficult for me to see, like, this third or fourth-round guy that comes in without, like, a special, like, real talent come in and just, like, be be a franchise quarterback after like seeing five games you know but i was never high on him um i didn't have much of a reason so i don't you know like i don't like go around parading that you know i didn't think drew Locke was going to be good because it was kind of just like a random hunch that i didn't have anything to back up but you know never was a drew Locke draft but 
so that is all of our players. That was that went pretty quick. Um, I liked it. I like most of the picks. I think we yeah. have some proof. And um, of course, Colton Colton did a great for one. Of course, I always gotta gotta congratulate you. Did a great job. Season review graphics. Those look those look good. Thank you, you sir. Got all information down. I thought you wouldn't have to do like two posts. There's a lot of information we had going on in that that episode. You squeeze it all in with slides there, if I remember. So it did. That's a. It took me the problem. I right figured there. out. I, I figured out the form. I was actually doing this like a while before we even had our episode. I made like the formats of just like on just mine, and I did plan to have two different ones. But then I decided to make them one. But my problem was I did not know what I wanted to do for the background. I tested with probably eight different backgrounds for this, so that that was the toughest part figuring out what I wanted the background to be. And I ended up just like googling like a gradient of like the one that like whatever color the team was and using that for the first one and then just like taking like a png of their logo for the second slide and like pasting it on there and then like taking the opacity down so it's like see-through it, it, it was really weird i ended up going like that i yeah, I, I like how it looks so um but just to just to congratulate there i guess a kudos thank to you sir um but we, colton will post those at some point um yes. and get those out there and you can comment who you think those players are going to go to. We haven't um, yeah. made too much of an emphasis on that lately, but of course we want to... Um, no one's like, been too upset in our comments. We made like our bold prediction. It was so bold. That a <laughs> so bold. That guy, that guy got on me. Yeah. But hey, he might not retire. He, he hasn't he said he hasn't thought about it yet. He's just, he's <laughs> just playing guy. golf right now. Larry Fitz is... Um, all he's thinking about. But, but of course, so check out the Colton yes. and Jericho with periods in between. We also made a Twitter account, but we haven't done a single um eventually we will someday eventually we will at some point okay I, what i really want to do is post clips on there because on twitter things just like randomly blow up so if i just like post a couple clips of us on there talking about stuff like i feel like i could get get some traction maybe some interaction and i get two listeners on the show that'll be really good. but um yeah. at some point at some point i'll have to sit down and i have i found a video editing software that seems to work on my laptop pretty well i looked up um like low capacity laptop video editing software and then yeah. i was looking for the clips it wasn't like that long which is the only problem that all those clips are like an hour long it's gonna take forever for those stuff to like <laughs> load up and stuff i mean and, it's easy enough like even if we don't want to have a clip of this if that's it we could always just take like a piece of the voice and like throw it over like a clip of like if we're talking about like one player we could like throw it over like you know, like a highlight reel of that player or something random you know? yeah yeah I, it'll, i'll figure it out i definitely will at some point start to do that and then at some, at some point, I will announce it. I'll probably put it on the Instagram story or something, um, and then we'll have a link in the bio. Or I know we were, I was messing around with um, an app that like is one link and takes you to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've yet to put that in there because we just, you know, there's no point to look at our stuff. There's nothing on there, and there's just like yeah. the, the bummy picture we took out at um, our church camp of us as the logo because I'm taking the time to like format our our actual Colton and Joshua logo right. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to that at some point, but oh, yeah. <laughs> check watch it. I might whenever we have something like really cool. This will be a perfect episode. I can just take a few clips about some big name players. JJ Watt is in the news a lot, um, and maybe like some other player stuff. That, you know, Yannick Ngaku stuff where yeah. we're really uh, talking, and yeah. that'll be a cool clip. Hopefully, I can try and do that. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a, it's just gonna take forever on my laptop. We'll figure something out eventually. Yeah, we certainly. This is. Quite early, usually our usually our Saturday episodes are they're done at like one thirty. So this is quite an advance. Yeah, it's weird because like 
usually we go super late, but this time we actually started really late, like for our standards. We usually yeah. started at like 10.30, or at least we get on at 10.30. We usually start at around 40, 10.45, but we didn't even get on until like 11.15. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's not even 1 o'clock yet. I'm quite happy. I'm not quite happy. It was not like that. It was yeah. good. I was happy with it. And, you know, it is the weekend. We got to do stuff. We got to do stuff. We got to um, Yes. I honestly, I do hope this isn't just up to act it as the perfect segue, like mm-hmm. the most, most perfect segue, awesome weekend of yo life. I mean that, honestly. Beautiful. Um, now the weather is going to be the worst. Far weekend. from it. Far from perfect. Definitely. But yeah, um, be on the lookout. We'll be back with you. Watch the Tuesday episode for our AFC North season recap, season analysis of the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, and Browns. Um, it should be a good one. And from us here at the Colton and Joe Show, you know what it is. We are peace and.